Oh, that's not right. <laughs> and I'm back. You know, actually, <laughs> hey guys, it's Kirk from Failcraft Survival. We're not doing an intro. I'm excited, actually, because you fucked me out of the last podcast, and it was about manhood. I actually had somebody send a message, and they were like... That's a good part, guys. They, yeah, they were like, this is really weird. No, they said they were like, Mike was super serious, and they were like, where were you at? It's odd that he did one on manhood, and you were missing, and I was I like... I said where you were in the beginning of the podcast. son of a... <laughs> I literally said it. I'm like, Kurt's not... The co-host isn't here. You know, you know what's funny is... Uh, well, occasionally I listen to our podcast to make sure I don't sound like a moron. But you do. <laughs> We're still recording. Having technical difficulties. No. It's good to be back here in Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Missed one episode. No back big on deal. the scene. Yeah. So What are we talking about today? You know, since we, you spring these on me five minutes before, <laughs> you're like, surprise! We're doing well, that's a podcast. How, I think we get the best inputs that way. Yeah. Um, or I'm drooling on myself and you're talking. So. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think today's podcast, you know, yesterday we were well, over the weekend for people who don't know, we were in We're in a time series, California. <laughs> yeah. Series is awesome. It's uh series PD, series SWAT, um, series the range. Series the, the in California. No, no, no. <laughs> series the town is a shithole. But I like <laughs> I like all the guys we work with there and they give us the range to borrow, to use, to teach civilians in LE. And we did two gunfighter pistol courses back to back, which is always good. Yep. And they were fully booked. Fully booked. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we we had like friends, family, and it was like a big affair. It was awesome. It was really cool. I love those courses. And I we, you know, you I recorded a podcast on Thanksgiving morning by myself, <laughs> eating turkey sandwiches with Pearl. That was up to you. Well, I, I had to get on the road too, <laughs> yeah. but I had stuff to do. I could have spent it with Kurt's family, but. <laughs> But they, they suck. Me. Yeah. No, they're awesome. Your mom is so awesome. <laughs> mom, uh, if you listen to this, don't take that personally. Mike thinks you're attractive. Yeah, your mom is attractive. Oh, wait, what? I mean, I, she's a really good looking All right. woman. All right, let's move on. Jesus. Can we do a podcast on your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so the the only bad thing is because we have to smuggle guns and ammo into the, <laughs> like in California. We don't do that. We have yeah. all the appropriate paperwork yeah. to be able to train in California. We have Come the on. old four pickup truck with the tarp pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're doing the infill and Robin Sage into fucking California. It is like that. Dude, lines. I feel paranoid. Yeah. You could have like ounces of weed but you can't have yeah, you illegal can arm all the dope you want you yep. can you know be whatever you could be a homeless person that's just like you sleeping could, in front of like a five-star hotel you can do everything you want to do except defend yourself that's it it's frowned upon but we, we you know that drive for us is a uh, it's get it's 16 hours but it turns out to be like 18 because yeah. we have to stop get gas yeah eat like you know stretch out walk yeah. the dogs we're not as young as we used to be. No, hell no, dude. So yesterday, dude, eighteen hours, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I think that's what it ended up being. We got home what at like ten thirty at night. Yeah, it was a long drive, and we convoyed, so we weren't together, which is some, which is actually boring. <laughs> like you're sitting there yeah. staring at the road, staring well, at the back of your truck. Typically, when we drive together, we're we're working, we're talking about work stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so yeah. Anyways, we. So you had to talk to Pearl, and I had to talk to Storm about work stuff. Yeah, talk they to the dogs. They don't talk back. So Pearl does. She's smart. <laughs> she's a smart ass. You know, I heard a couple podcasts that kind of stood out to me. One was a my my favorite podcast is the Ted 
Talks uh, Radio Hour, which is ran by NPR, National Public Radio, which is pretty liberal. But they have really good um, blocks of instruction. Discussions. Of instruction. That's just, what am I talking about? Like <laughs> you're so right right now. I feel like you're circling the drain. I'm not. It, but it's, it's really cool on uh, the things they talk about because it's really informative. And they have this guy who's the host on there who's uh, a really good host and he gives like good intelligent feedback. But yesterday, one of the podcasts that I listened to was on manipulation. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and it had to do with social media. And so today's podcast, we're doing a podcast on surviving social media. Well, surviving technology. Yeah. It's more broader. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was just all excited. Cause just take that back. Well, we had that conversation this morning and I was like, you know, well, the amount of time that we spend, I mean, a lot of it is for work, but then we find ourselves going down rabbit holes. So, yeah. um, and it ends up being a waste of time, not when we're working, but I think when we're kind of going down those rabbit holes, but you don't realize how much time you're losing Yeah. with your family, you know, with, uh, loved ones, with doing other things that could actually be productive, like learning, reading, any of that stuff, right? Living, living, uh, well, drinking here, a beer. Here's a hypothesis. And what does that mean? Well, it's just a, you know, it's like <laughs> a educated guess on, you know, what I think versus what the reality might be. But I think there's more scientific evidence to point in the direction of proving this hypothesis that uh, the integration of social media, or I say the saturation of social media into our social lives, period, which includes technology, uh, which is a, a broader subject is completely diluting our ability to live socially function and is displacing us from reality yeah and that's fucking scary you don't have 155,000 friends <laughs> i do <laughs> oh it's so true I mean, I mean that's that's like laying out the introduction to the problem is uh we we don't even i, I think because you know, Facebook, you know, when we talk about social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Google, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, all these things are. Yeah, I'm sure there's like 10 on there that we have no idea. Yeah, but, Tumblr, yeah. Uh, Pinterest even. You could do social social stuff with it. But the, the overall intent was originally, like with MySpace, was originally to create a forum or how, even before MySpace, AOL chat rooms. <laughs> was creating a forum for people to interact and to be part of a social network. I just had a terrible <laughs> picture in my head of you in an AOL chat room with a fucking head mic thing on. <laughs> and that you're was like, me. <laughs> rapping. What's going that down? That was me. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, interestingly in this episode, they're talking about, they mentioned Snapchat and they were talking to a, a guy who used to work for Google. And he was actually a head of like a marketing department that managed uh, what is seen as the uh, the influence of uh, Gmail mm -hmm. and how you know people needed to be glued to that. So the the business premise was to build capital because you attract a market, and then you attract through ads, through uh, artificial intelligence, through engineering, kind of. Um, controlling people's behavior to allow them to come to these uh whether it's a snapchat room or an app or whatever and then build capital it's like a business yeah 
But I think somewhere along the line, uh, we kind of lost our way. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like we're talking about all this, you know, the original premise, like you were talking about, uh, was to create, you know, places for people to connect and talk. Well, when once a platform in my mind starts making money, uh, then there's a whole different motivating factor. Um, and that that could be good or that could be bad, you know. But the thing I think that uh, we were talking about it this morning that worries me is um, is where companies have adults that, you know, that their specific job is to target uh, younger generations based off of all these patterns of what they want to do. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, and we know this already, this is a proven fact that being on social media constantly and having, you know, little to zero contact with other human beings is detrimental to your mental health, to your social skills, to a lot of different things. I have kids and, uh, you know, they, I let them probably dabble in some social media stuff. Uh, my wife and I are very overprotective, uh, like probably a lot of you guys are that have kids that are listening. Um, I am, you know, I have a zero tolerance policy with electronics um, just because, you know, in my household, we've had some some near misses or whatever you want to call them. And so, you know, we've been uh, extremely critical of that with our kids. And I think if you're not doing that with your kids, uh, you're wrong. If you think, I mean, those platforms just electronic devices in general that can get on the internet or work through a telephone network or any of this stuff. I mean, there's just so much garbage out there that your kids have access to. And, you know, if you give them open access to that, maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe they don't have a malicious intent to go and do something wrong, but they get exposed to something that they're not supposed to, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's dangerous. To it's, include, you know, all the all the bad people that are out there using it to exploit people, you know. I mean, if you just look at um, people's behaviors in the in in public settings, for example, a restaurant. You know, we were at the restaurant after uh, training on Saturday. Yeah, and we were eating at a bar slash restaurant has really good food, and it's a social setting. It's where people go to have dates. It's where friends go to catch up. Everybody's uh, on their phone. <laughs> and every dude, there was a couple yeah, it was weird. right behind us that were we oh, saw yeah, that were yeah, married yeah. They're yeah. on a date and they're both on their phone for not not yeah. a, like an extended it period was of crazy. time. But that that's replicable in every single place that you go. Yeah. You could be standing in line, right, at a Starbucks, yep. and every single person's on their phone. You could be in a restaurant and everybody who's with somebody is on their phone. I've I've literally done it with girlfriends where like I'm sitting next to my girlfriend like enjoying nature and she's on her phone. Yeah, and then and, you, you punched her in the temple. Yeah, I frog her. her in the temple. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, in the in we temporal don't, lobe. We're joking that we would never advocate for violence against women. That's never ridiculous. advocate against frog froggers in the head. <laughs> but you know it, the the reality is it's scary, and you know I I've. The scary thing for me is the self-realization because I'm a, a realist. I believe in reality. <laughs> and so I also believe in uh, self-actualization and self-observation. Like well, I'm we're, very, yeah, we're like super yeah. self-critical because of the community of, of guys we came out of in the military. Yeah. So we're constantly self-assessing. You know, it's like this, um, I don't know, this mantra. Maybe it's health. I think sometimes it is healthy because it's kind of like a, it's a good check. Sometimes it's like where you're at. Yeah. And then you're like, oh man. I oh. hate myself. <laughs> you're a turd. You're no. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, Mike does that. I don't. I always look in the mirror and I tell myself I'm extra handsome and I'm the best. And then I break them down and go, yeah, the reality <laughs> yeah. is yeah. you're second uh, best. I beat you on the stress shoot at the Gunfighter Pistol course Twice. and I'm deducting your pay. <laughs> so um, some of the stats that he talked about, which, which was pretty scary to me, and the source for this is Tristan Harris. He actually, you know, he's being interviewed in this. But he works for a nonprofit called Time Well Spent. And I, I promise this is like a revelation for me. I will be more involved with this because I think uh, everything he says is right. And I've seen it in myself and I've also seen it in others that um, it's displacing our ability to communicate. And one thing he mentioned was, uh, you know, this is a fact. This is science. Right. Two billion people in the world. You know, a, mm -hmm. a large percentage of the world's population, 2 billion people check their phones 150 times a day. That's crazy. They roll out of bed. The first thing they do is go to their phone. Yeah. They go to brush their teeth. They go on their phone in the lull time. They're standing in line. They're on their phone. Now, the reality is, is a phone is supposed to be a, a gateway to the access to information. Right. But the reality is... A good example of that is getting tribe updates. Yeah. Where you're learning something, right? Yeah, absolutely. But the reality now is that every single thing that you do in this artificial intelligence-based world is being manipulated by engineers who are manipulating the every single thing you do based on analysis to keep you on your phone. Yeah. And, and they're exploiting, which is, you know, it's also science, the, the endorphins, all the chemicals that you're getting that are positive things from scrolling. Like literally you get endorphins from scrolling pictures and going through your social media, which is, you know, if you think about it, like if, if you're on social media, let's say you're on Instagram, for example, and you're scrolling through the pics, what knows what you typically see. So for you, Dudes in spandex, <laughs> dudes in bikinis, and, and midgets. I feel like you're lying to everybody. You have calluses that are two inches thick on your thumbs from scrolling. <laughs> I, I honestly, you know what's crazy is you want that endorphin yeah. dump. I, I don't, you know, it's what I can't do is I can't scroll. I mean, I don't have time. I honestly don't. I don't do it. I wouldn't lie to you. I, I in the mornings, I post. But I never like anybody's stuff. And people are like pretty, I've actually had people offended by that. They're like, why don't. How come you ain't liking my stuff or following me back? I'm like, dude, I don't have the time. Like I use it as a catalyst, as as a podium to create a narrative for content and right. photography. But outside of that, you know, it's interesting. I, uh, just to digress for a second, I talked to somebody today and uh, that person was telling me that, hey, you know, I use social media as a connection tool to connect to family and friends. Yeah. And the argument, obviously, is when you post a picture on Instagram and you write a couple blurbs of information. Right. How much connectivity are you doing with your family and friends that's any on any level of uh, intimacy or uh, like, I mean, what is that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, that's not how I think we would describe it. So we're big about obviously doing it another way. So, and, you know, I think uh, the interesting thing is you, you know, and this is nothing against younger generations. I just, I just think it's, it's something you have to be aware of because you're losing the ability to communicate with people. That's like, 
you know, a good one is uh, who's the the CEO of um, First Form? Andy Frisella, I think, is who he is. I like watching some of his stuff. It's pretty motiv motivational, you know, because he he'll throw little clips up, and he talks about like uh, confrontation and how people are afraid of confrontation. But, you know, he was describing another breed of kind of the entrepreneur and some of this stuff. And they look forward to it because it brings pressure, growth and all these different things. Right. Like maybe not confrontation necessarily with people, um, but like, you know, it's kind of like describing the struggle of being an entrepreneur and either making it, not making it all the different things that happen. But um, but, you know, the specific instance here, I think, with younger generations is they're used to communicating with each other on electronic devices and when they're around each other, it's like awkward. You know what I mean? So it's Which like, is so bizarre. Right. It's yeah. so bizarre that we're in a mental health crisis. That's our society. Uh, you know, the, the, the structure of our societies, which include the family unit, yeah. are completely being destroyed because of multiple variables and reasons. Right. But nobody's like... Nobody's outraged with that. Yeah. You well, know, I think the other thing too, you talk about it all the time and you talk about uh, people, you know, having the inability to have empathy for other people and all these different things. I look at it, you know, hey, believe me, I'm not like the best husband on the planet. I'm not the best dad on the planet. I'm constantly working uh, towards being better at those things, probably more sometimes than others. But uh, what I look at with all that stuff is you know, uh, basically the ability to communicate with people and like listen to people. And really what it comes back to is selfishness. Like if you're only thinking about yourself all the time, you know, you probably, you know, are on your fucking phone and you're doing the fat thumb scroll. You know what I mean? It's like a, this self self absorption, uh, that we kind of watch people in and it's completely unproductive in a sense of the ability to communicate with other people like face to face and like all these critical skills that we used, uh, whether we were talking to an Afghan warlord or an Iraqi general or an ambassador or whatever, you know, a lot of people uh, are, I think, maybe learning those skills later than later in life, maybe. And then, you know, of course, with electronics, I mean, the ability to be able to do it is going away. Yeah, I I think you're completely right. I mean, that that's the social norms we're losing. Right. And, but, but everybody, there's this big defense, right? There's this big defense against what we're saying right now about how this world of technology and this integration of technology is right. benefiting our cultures. I, I would argue that point in saying that, you know, the, the, the detriment is outweighing the benefit because because we're losing all the our social abilities that uh, sustain us in our personal relationships, yeah, and and in business, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's definitely, you know, I I think there's definitely. I'm on the side of there's got to be balance there, and I kind of look at it like you know. Again, we were talking about this this morning at the gym, and you know the. Basically, I look at everything in a sense of there's got to be moderation there. I feel like if in and, and that could be with eating, that could be with diet, you know, that could be with whatever. I, I feel like too much of anything. Well, maybe there's some things on the planet that are awesome. You know, I'm not going to say them, but <laughs> but uh, but no, but seriously, like if if you have the ability to kind of self recognize that you're on this uh, device 
on a social media platform and it's taking up hours out of the day and it's not for work, uh, that's probably unhealthy. So, or even if it is for work. Yeah. I mean, dude, remember when we started, we joined the army, there was no portals. Yeah. Right. There was no access to uh, quick information. There was no email system that was generated to be able to connect people. Right. So I remember this being a team start in SF and special forces where the best thing that happened to me is I was under investigation for some stupid shit that went down that wasn't even involved with me <laughs> where they shut down our email accounts, me and my warrant. Yeah. And we didn't give a shit. I'm like, whatever. And, and, and they made it a big stink out of this thing. Right. Yeah. It was like somebody emailed something and it had the word secret, mm -hmm. just the word. It was nothing was secret. It had the word yeah. secret and it's an automated system and it shut it down. Mm -hmm. But when I disconnected from that email, I want to tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just, that's how it worked. The mainframe is fried. Um, the crap. The the best thing was I was actually able to interact with my team. Yeah, and work through stuff, and then like pawn everything off on the captain <laughs> to be able to do all the uh, yeah. the con ops and the concepts. Yeah, it's now it's now an expectation through portals and technology that we're supposed to be completely connected all of the time. Right. That's asinine. It's counterproductive. You know the the, the craziest thing that I realized in that in that uh, losing my email privileges is that the world still spun and my <laughs> yeah. team still got shit done. Yeah. And nobody died and it was it was an amazing interaction to have physical interaction with my guys, teach them, mentor them socialize with them and not have to stay glued to, Hey, I need to know answers right now because I'm on a computer and you need to be on the computer. Well, yeah. well, sir, some staff I don't, guy up yeah, in Italian. <laughs> I don't live by my computer because I run a special forces detachment that shoots, moves and communicates. Yeah. And so I'm not glued to my computer and then they got blackberries for us. <laughs> it's like the, the integration of technology is insane. It's yeah. almost it's almost like if you look at it as a crazy person that comes into the workplace and then influences everybody else to be crazy. And then the one person that's not crazy because they didn't buy into the bullshit is like everybody here is insane. Yeah. And then they step away from it because they go outside and they go rural. They go into the mountains of Colorado and they go. <laughs> Holy crap, man. There's actually life. You actually, what? You like, you have a horse. Yeah. You walk, you talk to people, <laughs> you go to the bar, you drink a beer and talk to human beings. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't go to the bar and take pictures of my beer and upload it and sit by myself and, and on, on my freaking uh, Instagram account and then walk away from that. Yeah. Like it's one of the interesting stats and I'll bring it up because we're running short on time is they're talking about Snapchat and they're talking about kids and in the world they live in today, kids don't communicate via text. Yeah. You know, they, they use apps. And one of the apps, the main app they do use is Snapchat. And so Snapchat has this system where they track, if you snap t two times a day, they count that as like a snap day, like a, basically a Snapchat a day. Right. Where you could accumulate all these days. Yeah. Well, the argument that uh, Tristan Harris made was you are literally partitioning a child's mind with a block of time where they have to commit to Snapchat. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the snaps, when you analyze the snaps, you start to realize there's no communication taking place. 
because they're they're not even Snapchatting conversations, they're Snapchatting words. Yeah. So now the whole point was to socialize and they're not even doing that. It's just incentivized based just to be on social media. And it's all about influence. Yeah. Like a mark a hundred in engineers on the in the background of that child's um behavior is being manipulated. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is literally the analytics and how they do it. And Facebook, YouTube, Google, Snapchat, Instagram, that manipulate children and how they behave on an app. Yeah. Because the more exposure they have, the more that app is on, the more money they make. And the reality is it's diluting these child's minds by taking them away from activities that are socially healthy for them. Yeah. Um, one of the last stats that stood out to me that was mind boggling is that, you know, there's 2 billion people status, right? You have Facebook, which, which is the largest social media network in the world. It's forget about government influence, forget about religion influence. Facebook has more followers than Christianity. Yeah. YouTube has more followers than Islam. Yeah. So if when that, you, if that's not influential, I don't if, know if what that's is. not scary yeah. to think that, a, a mediator or a marketing expert or an engineer or the CEO or somebody yeah. on the background could manipulate behavior to determine people's actions in life yeah. off of a social media tool. If that's not scary, I don't know what is. No, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you think about, you know, and we see it all the time because you'll hear little things in the news and things like that. And, you know, you'll hear about, well, you know, Facebook didn't allow, you know, something to be talked about, about a firearm and like all this different stuff. Right. Well, it's a great point that you bring up, bring up that people at the top may have an agenda and they have this mass audience that they can push their agenda to. hundred well, so, percent. They all have agendas. Right? Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe this is my, my positivity coming out. They're not doing things like that, but I think that, you know, the facts tell us different. So there, there needs to be, I mean, it's the same, same arguments that were taking place in the nineties when video games were getting oh, big, yeah. violent video games, right? That's right. Yeah. Which were scientifically proven to dilute child's minds, yeah. children's minds, and influence them to do bad things, yeah, right? Because they they became disconnected from humanity. They had no empathy, and and it was a video the, game. The, yeah, the world was a video game, and action, despite the decisions they were making, good or bad, yeah, were were not um, analyzed. They were not critically uh, determined. Yeah, they were just executed. So when you think about these businesses that are creating such a large scale influence on our behavior and especially our children's behavior and the, the way technology is grossly affecting our lives, period. Um, you, you almost wish there's legislation out there to to limit or to at least look into it. And I don't I don't mean legislation because I don't mean it has to be a government agency, but I want to be part of this because I think scientifically it's very easy to analyze through observation yeah you know go out with your friends look at yourself mm -hmm. see how many times you pick up your phone and you're on social media and how much time you spend and the reality of what you're accomplishing in social media yeah you are literally literally occupying brain cells and um or if you throw your ipads at your kids and the ipad is supposed to keep them entertained you know what i mean yeah like i mean when we were kids growing up our entertainment was 
take your ass outside and go play with your friends. Yeah. And so we we built off of our imaginations, but developed these social skills to where we could shake a person's hand mm-hmm. and they don't look at us and go, uh, why did he hold my hand so hard? Uh, does he not like me? He's making direct eye contact. Like, you fucking loser. Get off your iPad. Get off your nerd machine and, and, and introduce yourself to the real world. Because when your ass goes outside of your bubble, which is going to happen. I love when you get fired dude, up it's about just, this oh, shit. It, it he's like flexing me, right now. The, we're sitting at his kitchen table and he's like, he's all fired up. There's got like a vein popping in his well, forehead. In a, it, what, what, a, re, a revelation in somebody's life nowadays, and, and there's nothing against this. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. But is going to a national park by themselves. Yeah. It's that's a, mind it's blowing. It's epic. You, you, yeah, it's <laughs> epic, bro. You are in, you are in a contained and controlled environment that's being regulated by the government, that's being federally incentivized and federally maintained. There is no fear or danger, and for people nowadays, that's stepping outside their comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, you want to step outside your comfort zone? Go help refugees in Syria. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I you, and I'm not saying that you have to do something like that in order to be uh, a decent human being. But what I'm saying is, look out, at your get own, outside and friggin' experience the world. Experience the world. So, yeah. and this leads us into the, the uh, you know we identified in depth the problem. What, what's the solution? Yeah. So, uh, well, we were again talking about it this morning, and I'm like, what if? <laughs> yeah. What if you uh, treated so in the military, in especially in reconnaissance, we had what we called camo windows. And I've been a recce guy. You know, I was a recce guy for a long time in the military, whether I was doing long range surveillance stuff or doing, um, you know, recce or reconnaissance stuff in special forces. And you have communication windows. So I was like, well, that's weird. You know, you, you get like uh, an hour block where you're going to communicate with higher. There's this window there that the expectation is you're going to communicate with them during that hour. What if you broke down your social media time based off of a comma window? So for example, I wake up in the morning and, you know, obviously you set the time to whatever you want, uh, but maybe you spend an hour in the morning on social media and an hour at night and that's it. What's the key to that? Fucking discipline. I've actually talked about this on Instagram and I've heard other, uh, you know, fairly successful and successful entrepreneurs talk about motivation and discipline. Well, right now we're talking about discipline and discipline uh, works in a lot of different ways, but actually having the discipline to, uh, you know, basically adhere to your comma window for a lack of better terms, just an example. Um, but I think it's a, you know, it's kind of an easy way for me to parlay it from the military into a civilian, you know, idea, if you will. Uh, I think another way is, uh, supporting each other. You know, if you, you have a significant other, um, supporting each other and taking times, like you go on a date, Yep. you leave your cell phones in the car, nobody from work, nobody in the world is going to die or suffer and if they do, they could wait 30, 45 minutes <laughs> for you to have a social interaction that's solely focused on communicating to your significant other. Yeah. Or if it's like uh, you've got a babysitter, it's like I'm only picking up the phone if the babysitter calls because she's talking about she's got the kids. And if there's an emergency with the kids, then that's acceptable. Exactly. You right. pat, you're, you're there's some common the sense applied. Yeah. An- another thing you could do is, is have days that's solely committed to – taking away technology from the family and getting outside 
It's it, I saw this stupid ass documentary the other day <laughs> on Discovery or History Channel or something where it was talking about like, hey, you know, there's this there's this new innovative um, healing uh, medicine where they're prescribing outdoor activity. Yeah, I'm like, is that innovative? Yeah, here's a golf clap. Yeah, well, congratulations, welcome to the real world, jackass. <laughs> like, congratulations. You have you have prescribed something that has been the staple to stability and good mental health for eternity. Yeah. Since we've been alive. The reason why we're so fucked up in our heads is because of the dilution of our brains with technology. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's 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 something cool. I didn't I didn't even tell you this, but it's something really cool that I heard. Something that's not even connected to this episode but it has to do with this realm where um this scientist was talking he's a neuroscientist and he's talking about kind of how our brain processes information mm -hmm. and you know our brain th through our senses identifies tidbits of information pieces of information and we can only identify or process about 110 pieces of separate information when you're listening to somebody when you're hearing somebody and you're communicating to them, it takes about 60 um, tidbits of information. So almost 60% of your overall capability to take in information. That's why when you listen to somebody and you talk to them, it's hard for you to multitask or hear anybody else or do anything else because you can only process so much information right. at once. Well, they say that when you are in a activity that requires a hundred and 10 tidbits or 100% of your committed capability. processes or yeah. capability, you're what's called, uh, and they, they coined this as a scientific term called, you're, you're in your flow. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been associated with euphoria. It's been associated with, I call it people who are in this is like tapped, mm -hmm. where you're, you're operating in this uh, almost like, it's like ecstasy. Max. Max based. heart rate, like you talk about it, yeah. shooting all the time. Yeah, it's you're you're operating in this like zo this prime this zone. Yeah, but there's no distractions, right? And so people go go in and out of this state, right? And they and they sense this state as happiness. They 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 actually uh, the reason they identify that state is because they refer to it on the physical side as happiness. Okay, they don't process it any other way. So, for example, if you go fly fishing. Mm -hmm. Fly fishing will occupy 110 tidbits or 100% of your capability because it requires you to cast, um, technically cast, yeah. to observe, to take in senses. And so when you're in that period of time, you're actually in a euphoric state where you are happy because you are doing something uh, that is that you're immersed in. And the reason you're happy is because there's no excess tidbits mm -hmm. to allow you to think about all the shit that's going on in your life. Yeah. So you drive a car, guess what? You think about everything going wrong in the world. You take a shower, you brainstorm and think about everything going on wrong in the world. Mm -hmm. You have to find a technical task that requires 100% of your effort. And that's why people like fishermen, people like, uh, you know, specifically fly, fly fishermen, or sailing, mm -hmm. um, these more complex technical tasks, these people do this because it's like a religion. Yeah. It's like uh, therapy to keep them immersed. You have to do things like that. Just because you're somewhere and you're 
communicating with your, your significant other and you're like, I'm happy. And then 40% of your brain is thinking about Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> uh, you're not, you're not completely encapsulated in that situation. And it lends to a whole bunch of scattered brain bullshit that uh, is unhealthy. Dang. Take your phone and smash the hammer. <laughs> Don't check my Instagram. Don't listen to this podcast. But these are the things that you could develop. You could develop good habits. Yeah. Where when I pick up my phone in the morning, I'm answering emails. Right. When I transition and I go to the shower and eat breakfast, I'm listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. When I do Instagram, I'm posting and limiting my time on Instagram and getting the hell off of it. Right. I'm not camping and finding the ends of the internet on my cell phone. Yeah. Which is pretty much every single person that I've been involved with. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all it's it's all good stuff. It's it's kind of um I don't know, it's mind numbing to watch it take place. It's actually kind of disappointing too, because you know that people possess um the capability to not be doing that. You know what I mean? They they've got it's kind of a bigger and brighter future uh, than just sitting on their phones. And maybe you don't even realize that because you're like 10 feet deep in your cell phone all the time. Yeah. I, I want, you know, this is just a, an evaluation on your own. I want the listeners, just when you go home today, um, or when you when you get off your phone from listening to this podcast. Well, no. I mean, this is a good thing about the podcast is if you're spending your time learning and taking in good information, that's different. That's not what we're talking about. You know, if you're using technology to learn and to become and to better yourself, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But like all the irrelevant bullshit. I got a hundred apps on my phone. I don't even know what they do. Yeah. All the irrelevant bullshit. Maybe that's another thing too, is just like cleaning that up, right? It's like going through and like, hey, these are productive things that I do. And these are unproductive things that I do involving technology and all this stuff. And I mean, we've done that, you know, yeah. personally with, you know, whether it's relationships or whatever, you kind of do that whole self-assessment part that we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, except you do it with technology. And then you look at all the things that are productive. You continue to do those. You cut the bullshit that isn't out. And then maybe to limit it, you know, maybe a little bit more, you develop the combo window like we talked about. And that kind of, you know, keeps it at a, a moderate pace. So you're not completely consumed on your phone all the time. I don't know. That could be a whole fucking plan of action. I just could be an episode by itself. Yeah. Do you, like you mentioned before, the people who are on your Instagram or Facebook that you don't know, they're my friends. <laughs> I had to. Those, those are not your friends. Yes, they are, Mike. I mean, I've met some really great people. Dude, you have more friends than most of the people <laughs> I've ever known in my life. So... Sorry, we're digressing. <laughs> I, I, I I appreciate the ability for me to network, to meet good people Absolutely. in real life. Yeah. But if you follow me on Instagram and I don't know you, I am not your friend, meaning I'm not going to go out of my way to like drive in my car to come to you and, <laughs> and, and handle business. Yeah. I don't think anybody expects that. We appreciate all the people that follow us and the, you know, the honest, uh, I think reason behind that is we have, you know, we reach more people with this kind of information. So whether it's Mike doing a, an inspirational post on Instagram or it's uh, me talking about Clifford and Syria, <laughs> you know, hopefully that's motivating to you guys, you know, hopefully through our, uh, a positive example of what we 
you know, what we share with people and what we talk about, that's, you know, we hope that's good stuff. So if Nicole, my personal assistant, if you're listening to this, be prepared because <laughs> you will be taking my phone and Sebastian Younger, I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast and I'm going to follow his example. And, I, and you're going to have a jitterbug. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm going to have a flip phone with no capability other than talking. Because I don't want to text. I don't want to send I feel emojis. like you're not going to communicate. Well, you know what? There, I, I'll communicate through my personal assistant. <laughs> well, at least keep me on that list too. I yeah. kind of have to. I kind of have to know what's going on. Yeah. You'll get a flip phone too. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think about uh, what you could accomplish with the time that people are spending. Think about it. if you get if you get on your phone. If two billion people are getting their phone 150 times a day, which equates to hours. Yeah. what you could accomplish. How many people do we know who say, I don't have the time to work out. Yeah. I don't have the time to train. I don't have the time to eat healthy. Like you just spent two hours scrolling Instagram, looking at dudes online. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Stop. <laughs> um, there's, there's more to this, man. And I want to really narrow this down and figure out a way to help people. Well, it's like motivated me, this. like our workouts, like, you know, we work out typically when we're home in Colorado, we're in the gym together every morning for at least an hour to an hour and a half. Those workouts have ended up be going two hours plus. Because we're on our phones. Yeah, because we're on Doing our fucking work. phones working and I can't fucking get jacked. And yeah. it's irritating. It's obvious. Yeah. I, mean, I got FUPA. <laughs> <laughs> if you took your social media time and you, and you turn it into something positive, like Kurt was saying, that that is that is going to change your life. It's fucking magic. It, it has a lot to do with something we talk about, and I'm digressing, but I just want to mention this one more time. It's the habits that we build. Habitually, we are creatures of habits. What we do in routine is what sets us up for either success or failure. If you wake up and you scroll Instagram for two hours, you're losing out on opportunities that could potentially set you up for success. That's all I got to say, man. I'm fucking frustrated. <laughs> This, no, is this is good. This it's is like good. watching society die. Yeah. It's like it's like dating a, a girl okay. and seeing them <laughs> die in front of me. The, my favorite is the argument. It's like, hey, babe, uh, you want to spend some time with me? Ah, I got to update my – it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to update I mean, my location <laughs> and status, bro. <laughs> Anyways, we hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast as usual. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Hey, we're not, you know, again, the positive side of this is use your electronic device for something positive, learning, listening to this podcast, listening to this podcast, um, and the good stuff that's out there that you can access it with. All the bullshit, get rid of it and do something productive. Like Mike said, go out into the world and fucking conquer it. Do something cool. Yeah. Do something amazing. Get in nature. Conquer I thought you were going to say get naked. I was like, get what? naked, do some silly <laughs> shit, ride a horse. Do some fucking cartwheels downtown. Hell you know? yeah, dude. All right. <laughs> PhilCraftSurvival.com, at SoftSurvivor, at PhilCraftSurvival, at Kurt underscore Team PhilCraft. We have a whole bunch of brand ambassadors that are uh, supporters and advocates for us. Check them out. Most of them have Team PhilCraft uh, um, their Yeah, on their IG handle. Yeah, we love all you guys. We love all the support. Thanks for what you guys do for us. If you guys didn't pay us to do what we do, we wouldn't have this job, and I would be in the fetal. <laughs> <laughs> on my, my phone, down a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's it. On social media. That's true. Thanks, guys. Stay alert. Wait, I'm supposed to say, till next time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, you right, do that. <laughs> till next time. Stay alert. Stay alive. <laughs>